WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem Tanner and Noli. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. Happy 2024, the year of Noli. <laughs> Unfortunately, but hey, it is what it is. Tanner, what is going on, bud? Hey, happy new year. Let's go. It's 2023 is over. It was uh it was a year. We it was, I mean, good in some ways, pretty, pretty poor in others, especially the last like couple weeks. 2023 was one of those years that it was bittersweet. Yeah, it was very transitional. We, we saw the end of the official end of an era with Kane and Taves playing their final games in Chicago. Well, as a member of the Blackhawks, at least. But we welcomed in the Messiah, Connor Bedard, to Chicago. And, yeah, we we burned out. The Phoenix burned out right away. And then the already rise from the ashes. And we are... In such good shape right now, despite the last couple of weeks of Black Hawks hockey, it's just 2024. I don't know how you're not excited for it, especially from a Hawks fan perspective. Yes, it's, I mean we have another chance at a number one overall pick, which is amazing. It's gonna happen. Did you see the clip I sent I, you yesterday? No. They asked celebrate. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. His first jersey, and he said his first jersey was with Jonathan Taves. Yeah, but. That's so. pretty, it's, it's pretty nice. Might so. as well make it happen. He's also from Vancouver. So it would be Shit. a Vancouver, it would be a Vancouver connection with our, our two first overall picks. Let's or go. can you imagine like we get second and whoever picks first just doesn't pick Celebrini? I don't know who because like I don't even know who else is in the running. There's that Cole Eiserman kid, and there's like I think a, a Russian kid named like Demidov. Um, yeah, but who knows? More than I think Russians are going to be off the board, though. Uh, yeah, there was all the chatter of like keeping them now, like, for, there's like a time frame which they have to stay or something. I don't know. Yeah, Putin is like ordering like all young athletes to stay in Russia. Like, it's going to be, it'll be interesting. So, um, Philly, Mishkinov, nice call. Um, but anyway. I, they, already, they already knew that he wasn't going to be there for a few years. I think it's yeah, but now, I don't, that, I now, that, that, now that everybody knows that like almost all the Russians aren't going to be there for a few years, they're going to they're going to drop in the draft. Yeah, I just wonder if it's a different time frame than what the Philadelphia Flyers originally thought. Now, you know, like I wonder if that oh. got oh, if that got pushed back. Yeah, I'm sure they're probably not too worried about it because I mean, you see how long it took Kaprizov to come over to Minnesota and all what they're doing with him. That's fair. Very fair. But yeah, so as you said, the end of 2023 for the Hawks wasn't great. Um since we last recorded before taking the, the holiday week off. Very mixed emotions with the team. Uh they played probably their best game of the season right after we last recorded against Colorado. Yeah. Oh yeah. Full game then, too. <laughs> yeah, full game. Um and then they proceed to just do nothing. The rest of the way. Well, here's go- the thing. It's not that they didn't do anything. It's they had leads. 
and they completely two games in a row gave up five in a five straight to lose. Yeah, the that's games. true. That St. Louis game was probably the worst, especially worst game since, of the season. Especially since Bedard fucking did the lacrosse move in the first mi- like three minutes of the game. First shot for the Hawks was the lacrosse goal. The min- the Michigan, the Mike leg. <laughs> Can we talk about how amazing it is? Not only that he did that, but that he did on Bennington. Yeah. And now for the rest of the Dard's life, every time that they show his highlight reel, Bennington is just going to be on there getting looked like an absolute joke. Yeah. With his eyes closed. Oh. <laughs> Christmas oh, came early, a couple days early with that right there. Like, that's all I needed. I was happy right there. It's pretty great. Pretty fantastic. But yeah, since we last recorded, they uh they finished two, three, and one. Um, their two wins came against Colorado and then an overtime win against Winnipeg. Which Bedard and sniped on the on that goal too. That was the Bedard show. And <laughs> yeah. I think we're not really gonna talk too much about these games just because you know it is what it is and it's been been long enough. But it's there's a lot to go into, but the main factor is the team is young and just riddled with injuries. So right. when they are in these games, it's pretty much a fucking miracle. <laughs> it yeah, and the miracle right now it's this is the Chicago Mrazics and Bedard. Yeah. Bedards. Like those two guys single-handedly are keeping this team competitive. Yeah, that's true. And it sucks because I mean, you look at the this Dallas Star game that happened just recently and you're like, how can you say Mrazics like doing great? It's like, I mean, He's <laughs> the position that he is in. If he was a mediocre goalie, he'd be giving up a lot more games just like that rather than getting a two to one win against Winnipeg or winning that game against Colorado. Like it's, it's insane. <laughs> he was due. I mean, he was due for a bad game. Yeah. I mean, this, the last... when, you get, when you get shelled like that and they're like, all they're doing is like, they're basically wide open right in front. Or like they have nobody on them enough and like tipping pucks from the point. It's it was just oh god, really feel bad. Yeah, I mean this goes back to like I mean the last time he played like that was the the game before Thanksgiving uh, against Columbus, yeah. I think. Like so, it's like it's been a month. I mean, it's you could say what you want about Morazic, but it's like hey, between the day before Thanksgiving to what was it, the New Year's Eve. You've had two bad games, fucking. Yeah, I, I. You can probably toss in like the, uh, what? I mean, did he play against Montreal, and then I it was Soderblom against St. Louis? I don't know. I didn't get a chance to catch the Montreal game, but letting in five straight. I don't know how much of that was on him versus like the team as a whole. But it's. I mean, it's tough. It's it's a very opposite feeling though of like what Toronto's going through, right? Like. The Hawks make many mistakes because they're a young team, but they're still getting plenty of saves. Whereas Toronto like makes a few mistakes and those those are getting let in, and then you see yeah, uh, get Samson off, Samsonov getting waved. Oh man! And I was throwing out there that the Hawks would trade Morazic for him in a first round. <laughs> yeah, why not? Right? They got a double. They just wave him. They just wave him. But yeah, I mean, talking about the Winnipeg game a little bit. That, I mean, December as a whole, but that game specifically, I think is going to look back as 
the the true introduction of Connor Bedard to the NHL. Yes. Yeah, like, his his confidence is through the roof when he's pulling that off. He is absolutely feeling it. I mean, he scored both goals that game against Winnipeg. The first one, he puts the puck on net. He doesn't give up on it. He gets his own rebound between his legs as he's yeah, falling. Oh, my God. <laughs> he throws it on net and gets the goal. And then... I forgot about Maraz- that, too. <laughs> yeah. Then Mrazek lets, lets in one goal that he probably... He obviously would love yeah. to have back. Like, it wasn't yeah. the best goal to give up. But he shut down the, the Jets the rest was- of the way. That was probably the worst goal I've seen him give up this year. And he like was stellar the entire game still. Yeah. Then you get to overtime and Bedard uh, picks the puck up in his own zone, skates it all the way down, throws it on that for a nice little snipe in the win. Like the comments he's showing and, and just relax. It's like, look at him. And it's like, this is kids 18 years old only. Yeah. And he just the fucking calls it. Game over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. But I don't understand what that one too is like Winnipeg. What are you doing? Like he went untouched. Like I think that think they're that's... just scared to get dangled too, right? Like, I think that's yeah, in that... space. So you either have to play the body and take a chance of getting just absolutely walked, or you sit back. And give him the all the time in the world to yeah, just fucking just rip let it. Let him rip. <laughs> no win. No the win. The crazy at all. thing too is that like that's Hellebuck, and there wasn't a screen. <laughs> it's just a just a shot from like the top of the circles in the middle of the ice, and he just yeah, he ripped did. it past him. And I was like, how the hell? <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, his December. Let me pull that up because I only. Oh shit! I didn't... Oh his his whole December. Yeah, his whole December, five goals, 10 assists, 15 points. He was tied with Antilli, I believe, for the rookie leading goals. Uh, he led the rookies with assists, and he led the rookies with points. Nice. He is, I believe, 10 or 11 points ahead of the next rook- rookie yeah, uh, for league leading points. Last game, probably. Yeah, so it's... I know coming into the season, we talked about having like, you know, you know, don't get too excited, like manage your expectations a little bit, let them adjust. Is it safe to say we can go ahead and be like, oh shit, this kid is what we thought and let's fucking go. I don't think we need to pump the brakes on the hype. (laughs) I think it's just each game. I, I, it's so fun to watch each game because you don't know what at all, like what kind of thing he's going to do next but you know he's going to do something. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's it, That's what makes it fun to watch too, right? Like 100%. There's, there's not a lot to look forward to, like, because the, the team is in shambles. <laughs> the team's, they, yeah. They can't, man, they're just riddled with injuries right now. Which, by yeah, the way, I mean, more injuries. <laughs> two more players added to the IR. Uh, Tyler Johnson got added to the IR today. Taylor Radish, what was it on Thursday? He played like he played 50 seconds of like the first Dallas game, I think. On Radish? the 29th. Yeah, Radish. Okay. And then Tyler Johnson was just put on the IR today. I I don't remember what I saw about it. I think it was like a it was a shoulder, maybe? But right now on the IR, we got Seth Jones, Taylor Hall, Tyler Johnson, Andreas Johnson. 
Joey Anderson and Taylor Radish. Pretty cool Jeez. stuff. So they called up uh, Brett Cini today, too. Put Bedard in a goddamn bubble mm-hmm. and protect him at all costs. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, from the games, do you have any other like notes on any other kind of players that you like were seeing? <clears throat> um, I just have this, I'm still really impressed with Jason Dickinson. Yep, he's um, the only over the last two weeks. He's the, he was the only. Not one, the only, he's a plus player, but he is the biggest plus. He was plus six. Yeah. Plus six. Which is, which is pretty uh, incredible when you're losing a game eight to one and dropping five goals on, like, against you on a couple of the other teams. Um, I was noticing, dude, Cole Gutman looks really confident out there. He's been looking a lot mm-hmm. more confident. He's he's flying, too. And then Anthony Beauvillier is kind of impressive. And I'm just kind of like, I think he's like a, a little snake bitten because he's getting some good chances. And like either just going, just missing wide or like hitting the pipe. Um, but he's, he looks good too. He looks it's, good. You can tell he's still just trying to find his, find his spot here. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't help too that you get traded in mid season and yeah, right. you get thrown into a, uh, the line blender right away and you can't get a consistent line going yet. Right. I'll, I mean, plus the injuries don't help out with that. Correct. But um, yeah, Velasic too, still. Mm-hmm. Still looking good. Still looking good. Um, it was great to see Korchinski back with the team. Um, yep. That was that was great. Um, and looking good out there as well. I mean, he even got the, even gave him the, the, chain. the chain or whatever yeah. after after the game against uh, the Jets, I think. Yeah, the Winnipeg game. Yeah. So, um, and then, yeah, just Mrazic. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, we touched on them already, but it's like, yeah, it's usual suspects I feel, but it's like, you can't go against them when they are clearly the best that you got right now. Yeah. They're, they're really carrying the team right now. Right. So not much else to say about it. And what I really get excited about with this too, it's Bedard, what he's doing now with nobody. Yeah. God, you give him the, the supporting cast he deserves. Oh, I feel so sorry for this league. Yeah, right. So sorry for the league. Just with Marazic, like his stats look worse because of the eight goal, the fucking last Dallas game just now. But if we're just can remove that like anomaly from like what he's done over the past two weeks, he was two one and one with a nine twelve save percentage and a two nine four goals against average. And then going That's... into that Dallas game, Dallas, every I swear, man, every bounce was was just going their way. There was even one goal at the end of the game when Soderblom was in where he it was tipped and then goes off a Tenorti's skate and just right into the net. And it was just kind of like that kind of a day. And it's really funny because it reminded me of when Dallas wasn't good and the Hawks were getting really good. And it was the same time that like Kaner did the spinorama backhand. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we won that game like eight to one. I think so too. Yeah. So like now that Dallas is like a tough playoff like competitor. And we're like at the bottom of the league. I'm like, damn, this is what I felt like 13 years ago for them. Probably like, oh my god, every and bounce. Plus, yeah, and plus Dallas feels like a team of destiny this year. Like yeah, dude, just a couple weeks ago against, so good. they are so good. In that game against Nashville, what was it last week? Um, that they were yeah. down by two with like what was it, 15 seconds left, and they won in regulation. Yep. 
They scored that's, two goals like eight seconds apart. That's ridiculous. Like, I don't know. Everything's just gelling for these guys. Duchesne's playing great for them. Um, he's bouncing back Jason, after being Jason Robertson out. is killing it. They had Rupe Rupe Haynes got a Hattie on Saturday. Oh, sorry, Friday. And Hattie. then um, Mason Marchman got a Hattie <laughs> on Sunday. Sunday. I was like, oh, can yeah. we stop? Can we stop, please? Pavelski, the ageless wonder. Yeah. Like, that dude. I kind of want them just to win the cup, just so Pavelski retires. <laughs> like, yeah, Suter scored his first goal of the season, too, against us. I was like, yeah, whatever, just pile it course. on. Of course. So but, frustrating, but yeah, yeah, they're good, man. They're a good team. Holy shit. Especially when you're looking at the teams at the top of the league, at least in the central right now, we just played two of the top teams and I swear Dallas was far more impressive than Winnipeg was. And Dallas is playing without Ottinger too. So it's like, God damn. When I feel like Winnipeg is, I mean, they're don't get me wrong. They're, absolutely fantastic like yeah. especially december like I, I took them as my team of the month we'll talk about that in a little bit though um but i feel like a lot of them is they're playing weaker teams and are getting good breaks maybe i think winnipeg's also just not a very high scoring like in my mind i don't know i don't know maybe they are but like i don't think they're a high scoring team but they're really good like defensively Um, three stars for the last two weeks. Yeah, why not? Huh? All right. Um, I think first star. You want to start at first or third? Uh, we always start at third, huh? All right, right. start at third. Um, I'm going Kershev. Oh, I was gonna say JD, little Jason Dickinson. You know what? Yeah, screw Kershev. Three goals, one assist, plus six. Still, like, what? So. We were texting about like the full calendar year stats. Yeah. And Jason Dickinson is like leading or like in the top three in points. He's right? second with points. Second with points. And only out of, I think it's 38 points. He's got two points shorthanded and no other points on the power. He has no power play time. So he's all five on five points. Sorry. So he actually is tied with Seth Jones for 38 points. 17 goals. He is second on the team in scoring um, in the last calendar year. Um, he is tied for second in assist. He tied for points in that, like you said. Yeah. Um, two shorthanded points, no power play points. Everything's um, and he's only a minus Crazy. 10. Yeah, I mean, the team has ended the year terribly, but like he's been, what I don't know what he is like currently in this season, but he's plus six of the last two weeks. <laughs> See, Jason Dickinson is he's plus nine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's kind of that's kind of impressive right now. He's third on the team in points, and he's the only one that's a plus until Vlasic, who's at 12th on the team in points. They're both plus nine. If Kyle Davidson can't get the return like a good return for him, I hope they sign him an extension. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a great player. I would love to keep him around for foreseeable future. Like I he's think only, he's, he's only 28 as well. So like, I know if they, do, I think if they do get him on perfect. an extension and then he's, he's still going to be rocking. If it's perfect for what this team needs for like that, that he's that bottom six guy, but he can get moved up and down. Yeah. Like, when you he's need a penalty killer too. Exactly. Like, I don't know why 
you wouldn't want to keep him, but I get when you're trying to he's, rebuild. Although he's also got an A. That's another good reason too. Keep him. And you got to spend money next year. So why not? I mean, yeah, the team is are they going to be, you know, going all out this upcoming offseason? No. But you need to start taking the next step now. The teardown is done. The rebuild has begun. They yep. they got the picks they need. They have got the prospects pool is growing again. You don't need to continue to trade for picks right now. No, not really. No, I mean, if it's a good, solid pick, like a Lafferty McCabe type trade where you get a first round pick. For oh, yeah, first rounders, right? Exactly. I mean, but other than that, it's like you need to fill this team out with guys that are going to compete in and are going to be supportive of Bedard and, and help him take to the next level. Like Nick Foligno, too. I hope they, I legitimately hope he signs for another, at least another year in Chicago. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I mean, now that I'm looking at it over the last two weeks, so Bedard's averaging like 19 and a half minutes time on ice. And Jason Dickinson's averaging 18 minutes and 16 seconds. And just to think about how Dickinson also is not doing any power play time. Yeah, that's insane. Right. I mean, he, they're 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 riding those 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 bottom six lines a lot. Yeah. So I think that he's he's such a good fit to keep on this team for that reason alone. Like he's a point producing five on five player that can play the penalty kill. Yeah. And he wins the faceoff, man. 40, yeah, 46%. Yes. 46%. Yeah, was, what was it? I uh, was against St. Louis at one point. He was like 16 for 17. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's awesome. That's that's just fantastic. All right. Gotta so Jason it. Dickinson, third star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second star. I think you got to go Mrazic. Got to go Mrazic. I mean, you could put the asterisk with him with the last game, but again, wasn't entirely his it's, fault. It's not not his fault at all, man. The, the the bounces that Dallas had that game was just crazy. <laughs> and then the first star is our baby boy, Connor yeah. Bedard. Little baby boy, I forgot. I should have been wearing my Bedard jersey. Got that for Christmas. <laughs> Gosh. After man. we go back and forth about being that guy that buys an eighteen year old's hockey jersey, then you hey, get one for Christmas. See, that's the thing. Like, I didn't buy it. So, does that make it weird still? <laughs> um, three goals, four assists, seven points, um, 1.17 points per game, one power play point, and then also had the game-winning goal, like we said, against Winnipeg, 21 shots, 14.3 shooting percentage. Um, he's just feeling it, man. Um, yeah. I'm really hey. happy with his progression and excited to see – him build on it and and what where he's gonna end up this year i dude every time he has the puck i'm like what's gonna happen like what's he gonna do and then it's always like some sort of scoring chance whenever he shoots it i'm like oh this one's going in like it's i just get so hyped man it's crazy it's it's so much fun to watch um Looking ahead, uh, tonight the Blackhawks take on the Predators in Nashville. They got a little mini three-game road trip. Uh, first up, it's Nashville. Then Thursday, Friday, they got the Rangers and the Devils. And then they're back home on Sunday against the Calgary Flames. The Devils. Not an easy schedule uh, coming up. And they do have a lot, a lot of hockey being played this month. Um, 
Oh, yeah, man. There's a lot of back-to-backs on, like, the last, what was it, November stretch where it was, like, every other day. Yeah. You got three back-to-backs here with every other day in between, pretty much. And then you got one back-to-back against really good teams. Then you got a back-to-back against bad teams. And then a back-to-back against a, a decent team and a good team. I mean, both of those, like Seattle and Edmonton are going to probably both be looking at the playoffs at that point. Seattle's turning it up. I mean, Edmonton's also been on fire. Absolutely insane. Um, So, yeah, we'll we'll just have to see. Hopefully some reinforcements are coming from the injury injury block there. Uh, Something's got to give, hopefully. Who's going to come off the injury reserve list first? (laughs) Who's even, yeah, like... Where I, I honestly like anything. Andre Andreas Athanasia like just disappeared. <laughs> so he was and picking I didn't up. I didn't even know what the deal was. So he's got a groin injury. Yeah. And he was training in the comeback and it still wasn't healing properly. So they just shut him down again and he's looking at, he's getting another opinion from another doctor. Man. So he is going to, I don't expect him back anytime soon. All right. Well, I mean, if it's a groin injury and, and his whole thing is speed, you probably don't want to mess around with it. Right. You got to take your time with him coming back. Especially since it's like, what are you coming back to? Like, we're not making the playoffs, man. Like, take your time. Yeah, there's there's no point in rushing anybody back right now. Jeez. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Seth Jones. I mean, we know Taylor Hall's not coming back. Seth Jones, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when he's His last to update. Back. Um, Joey Anderson maybe might be the first one back. I think Tyler Johnson or Taylor Radish, because I don't think they're going to be out like long term, long term. At least a week, though. Yeah. Um. Speaking of uh, Tyler Johnson, apparently it's been put out there that he's on the block for trading. Yep. And teams are lining up to pick up his five million dollar contract. Obviously, he, they're not going to get five million dollars. <laughs> if anything, no. it'd be like yeah, I guarantee you'd be like fifty percent retained. Well, yeah, third but team in there. Even even Tyler Johnson at two point five isn't too bad. No, yeah, but for playoff teams, yeah. you're gonna have to get another team involved to try to help retain salary because everybody or, is. Literally or right up against that cap. Salary, salary back. Like yeah. somebody else that's on like you can even get like more picks if you're getting a guy that like is underperforming, has a higher salary, and then like has more years, like years left on their deal. I don't know. We'll see. Dude, it is insane looking at the amount of LTIRs. And it's all the top team. <laughs> It was because you you look at all the top like really cap strap teams they all have like three four five six Toronto. and then you and then you drop down and there's like a couple zero six and then the Blackhawks at the bottom with eight injuries <laughs> yeah eight. LTIR for the top teams or cap scrap teams Toronto with five Tampa Bay with three Colorado five Montreal six Vegas five Capitals four like Jesus. They need to fix the salary cap system. That's all it is. That's all it is. They have to fix how this is done and cap manipulation and and all this kind of stuff. It's bullshit. Yeah. Man, oh, man. 
shit. The cap um, the, the the Hawks are currently rocking twenty six point three million on injured reserve. <laughs> oh god, it's so funny. Anyway, so I wanted to bring this up for you. Um, since we're looking at the roster and we're looking at the, the cap hits of everybody. Um, clearly, with so many people with only one year left on, this is their last year of their contract, right? Yes. So I'm curious, who do you think this time next year is going to be on this team? Just going down the list, just we'll just say yes or no, right? Okay. All right. And I mean, I'm just going off of cap friendly, so it's going to be based off of uh, um, cap hit. Cap it main rosters. Main roster, and it's going to be active players first, and then we'll go down to the injury reserve. So, okay. Anthony Bavillier. Yes. I think so, too. I think he'll end I, up getting a, a deal and because he, I think he's a good skilled forward. I mean, if not, if they move him at the deadline, hey, we'll see. Uh, I think he'll be like it'll be like a two year like two point five to three million dollar deal. I know he's making four point one now. I think it'll be similar to what he makes now because there's gonna be so much cap space. Like an Anthony type of situation. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Because also just before we get to further, I just want to bring up the fact that we have um Brett Conley and uh Henrik Borgstrom and uh Duncan Keith all coming off of true cap and hits. it's supposed to go up. Catsway is supposed to go up to next year. Yeah. And so th- right now for next year for dead cap currently before any kind of trades or anything, Jake McCabe is going to be a 2 million that we're still stuck with. And then Josh Bailey is, we still have 1.166. Uh, so only 3.1, 3.2 ish in um, dead cap That's for true. next year. Whereas this year we have closer to 8 million stuck in dead cap. And we still have like $9 million or $7 million in cap space. <laughs> yeah, we, we are the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> oh, All right, back, back to if they're going to be here or not. Uh, Nick Foligno. Right. I, hope. I hope. I don't think so, so but I, I hope. I really hope so. Uh, I think he's just a really good leader for this team. Plus, like, he doesn't look, he doesn't look like he's 36 out there. Uh, Jason Dickinson. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, DraftKings makes it super easy to bet on NHL action. Uh, just looking at games tonight, you have the Vancouver Canucks, who are just on an absolute tear this season that nobody really saw coming. They are money line favorites at minus 162. You have the Edmonton Oilers who are looking to get their season back on track, minus 185. And then you even got the Carolina Hurricanes, who are just big-time favorites uh, with minus 258. Uh, those are just some of the odds that DraftKings offers you uh, each and every night. Um, make sure you download the app now and use code THPN. New customers get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bet expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino Resort. 
21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 186 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash hockey for eligible and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gambling resources nhl and the nhl shield are registered trademarks with nhl league copyright nhl 2023 all rights reserved no you don't think so I don't think so. I think he either gets moved or he is going to get a nice nice little ticket in the offseason from someone else. I think he he's a target at the trade deadline for some teams mm-hmm. that like need like the depth. I would love to have him back, but I 100%. think he's I think he's going to get moved. Um, yeah, me too. because because Kyle Davidson's not afraid to pull the trigger when he gets sees a good deal, right? Right. Um Kershev, he's still got a year left, but what do you think? Yes. He's yeah. The way he's turned it up this year, and and mm-hmm. the fact that he's kind of becoming a, a solid pairing for for Bedard, yeah, um, he just he's found so much value on this team now. Um, yeah, Kershev is like the only one that hasn't moved off the the Bedard line since he's gotten back from injury. So unless something major goes on or his game just disappears, I mm-hmm. don't see him going anywhere. True, uh, Ryan Donato. Yes, because he's got one year left on his deal. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I too, he's like, he's just, he's one of those players that I don't see teams going to be calling on. I think they're going to, especially because he's got that one extra year. So yeah. I think it's pretty, if he's going to get moved, it'll be next deadline, not this upcoming one. Right. Um, yeah. Unless his value is some sort of skyrockets and a team's like, okay, well, we can get another year of him with the rest of the season at locked in at 2 million. Then yeah. yeah. But I think you're right. I think he's, he's on the team till at least next year. Uh, Colin Blackwell, no, last year one point two. Yeah, no. Ever since he's come back from injury, man, he's very obviously like fucking awesome. Um, I think that he either gets moved at the deadline or just gets a new deal somewhere in the off season. He'll be thirty one. I, I I know I'm saying this like he's so old and he's younger than me, but I mean he'll be thirty one. Uh, this March, you have Joey Anderson who yeah. is 25 years old, who's an RFA this year, who is doing exactly what Colin Blackwell's doing. Blackwell's stepping into Joey Anderson's role. The only reason yeah. Blackwell's getting this opportunity is because Joey Anderson went down with an injury. I mean, he was going to get the opportunity anyway, but being put on that line. Um, yeah, he got plugged into a hot line. Yeah, and then, well, he's, he also played really well on that line too. Yeah. He's been he's been a, a good spark plug for that line. Uh, I think Bedard, he, yeah, he <laughs> nah man nah right sorry what else were you gonna say about blackwell no i'm just saying i think there's enough people in our system like younger guys that i would much rather see take his spot yeah um unless somebody doesn't they don't unless there's somebody like oliver moore frank nazar who's getting ready to make the next the, the jump i mean that's just an extra roster spot that's in my opinion yeah that's true uh obviously bedard's gonna be here uh cole gutman yes I would think he's going to be on the team still. He's still an RFA. Um, like I said before, when we were talking about the games recently, he's shown a lot more confidence. And he was a part of the one goal that the Hawks scored against Dallas recently, which was a gorgeous goal. Yeah. <laughs> the great tic-tac-toe passing. Um, I hope he continues to, de- to develop a bit more, too. Uh, this is that spark plug, oh, man. Yeah. Yes. Just that spark plug. Right? I think, I think he started the season, like – showing a lot of energy and then it kind of hit like a skid 
and they went down. And then since they brought him back up, he's been. And then last year too, is the couple games that he, he looked great. And then he got injured and he had to get shut down for the year. It's like, yeah. you gotta, I want to see him like a full season, no injuries, no being sent down. Like I want to like a full span of games from him and just see where yeah. he's at. Well, it's not to mention, like, I'm pretty sure he's just been in the, in the line blender too like Mm -hmm. recently and just because you know like we keep saying those injuries um lucas reichel hear me out Mm -hmm. no okay and why i think he is falling in line of needs a new change of scenery i think you're so early on that but i just think that it's getting to a point where make or break he's not developing the way or transitioning his game the way they want to. And I think he's going to be involved in a trade at the draft. See, he's only 21. I know his team sucks. I know. <laughs> and I don't think I, I'm pretty sure it's, I hope you, that that total vibe that you have about him turns out to be the way that everybody felt about Leon Dreisaitl in Edmonton when they were like, why would you give this guy this deal? <laughs> And then now they're like, oh my God, he's the greatest. Right. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not, I love Reichel. Like I want him yeah. to be good on this team. I just, for some reason, I just get the vibes that some deal's going to come along that is going to need a sweetener of a prospect. And I think he might be that sweetener. Yeah. There, so there was the one thing, fucking, it was on like Spit and Chicklets or something where they were talking about Elias Patterson wanting to come to yeah. Chicago. And I was like, if anything, because he's an RFA, like the Hawks would have to make a deal. And I guarantee part of the deal would have to be like, it would be Lucas Reichel. Reichel. Would you make that trade? Like a Reichel in a first? For Pedersen? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you kidding? Of course. That I don't think there's a chance that happens. And I'm pretty and that rumor is such a dumb rumor because Elias Pedersen's on a team that's literally like, leading like at the top of their like division. The only thing that I can see that being true isn't Vancouver kind of crap cap like up against the cap. So I mean he he's owed a deal right he's owed a contract next year. Yeah if the Hawks try to they, fucking offer him a contract well like that's over what Vancouver can offer then it would be like four first round picks and like that no 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 I'm just saying Vancouver like Vancouver might be willing to make a move because of that yeah, I'm sure they'd move on from anybody else other than like Quinn Hughes. It's a, I'm sh- they right now with the way that their team works, it's Quinn Hughes, Brock Besser's come back into form, JT Miller and Elias Pettersson. Right. And I think you can move anyone else just in order to keep that kind of together. They don't have much else they can move. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> Let's I'm not see. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that I don't think the idea of Vancouver moving him is as far-fetched as it sounds. So here like like what are you talking about because their whole defensive core is basically up next year. Like you don't have to re-sign like Tyler Myers or Ian Cole. Like that's 9 million between the two of them right there. All Plus right. Elias Pettersson's got- making 7.3. So you only need let's say like he wants to be closer to 12. You only need to free up like five mil. And that's literally just don't fucking re-sign Tyler Myers. 
hand up. I wasn't even looking at defense. I was just looking at offense. Okay. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like they're going to they're gonna have plenty of space to like do that kind of a deal. Plus, you'll at this point, you'll have one less year of a lot of guys that like they were thinking about trying to move on from. I don't know how Connor Garland's doing, but I know everybody wanted him to be off the team. And I guarantee if like the Hawks have space next year and they can acquire a pick, they would take on Connor Garland in a second. He's got three goals, 13 assists for 16 points in 36 games. Yeah. Anyway, if for whatever reason it comes down to like Elias Pettersson could be traded here, I would definitely make the trade. If it's, it's a game. If it's, a, if it's around Lucas Reichel, I just don't see that happening at all. It's a, it's gotta be a game changer trade. Yeah. And I mean, the Hawks aren't in that position to, to make the trade for Elias Pettersson right now. Like this right. doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you want to go and trade for a guy that is going to make over 10 million when you have all of the young guys in your, in, like in your depth chart? I don't know. I like going after Willie Nylander or Nylander makes so much more sense as like the one big move that the Hawks do this off season. Right. So Moving back to the, are they going to be here or not? Um, Mackenzie Atwistle. I hope not. I'm so done with that guy. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to be back unless it's like some really extremely cheap deal. Because I think there's a lot of guys that can do exactly what he does. Already, like, either in the minors or we can bring somebody in that does it too. Um, one of them being who you're about to say next, Reese Johnson, baby. I love Reese Johnson. <laughs> yeah. I, he's my favorite bottom six guy by far. I it's there's just something about Reese Johnson, man. He is always up to something. I fucking love it. Plus, he's not afraid to drop the mitts with anybody. Yeah, I think he'll be here for sure. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, he also for randomly just gets like really good scoring chances. Like, it's great. Spark plug. <laughs> See, he's got two goals this year. Why not? Um, all right, Brett Cini, who's on the squad right now because of the injuries. Yeah, I think he'll sign like it'll be in Rockford and he'll be that breaking glass in case of an emergency type of player, like that he's been yeah. the last two years. But yeah, I don't I don't think he's an NHL mainstay by any means. I think he's more of an AHL um superstar. Um yeah, because what he's got, he's got t- 21 points in 29 games in Rockford right now. Um, I, it's, it, it doesn't matter. Um, Boris Kachuk. Yes, but like on a one year minimum deal. Yeah, I can see that. I don't think Davison wants to give up on Kachuk at the moment because of like, it was part of the Hagel trade. Also, I think he brings a good, good, I don't know. He can move up to like the second line at the most, I would say dependent on like what's going on and he's yeah he can do some stuff all right defense nikita zaitsev nope yeah i don't think so bouncing around uh this is seventh defenseman making 4.5 that's gonna be a lot of cap space that's freed up again there that's what i'm saying man that's gonna be nice jesus uh connor murphy yes I'm gonna say no. I hope no. I'm gonna. I'm thinking they try to move him soon. 
yeah, it just will be interesting to see if they move him at this, try to move him at this deadline or this off season or next step. Like it's just when they're going to do it because he'll have what two years left at four point four. Yep. How much you're willing to retain on that um, yeah. to make it more favorable, and especially too now you're looking at two years out when the Hawks are going to want to utilize their cap that last year. It'll be interesting there. Well, I mean, his deal ends with Bedard's deal ends, right? So, like, it's if you're retaining salary, that doesn't matter. And if you look at the way that they did the Jake McCabe deal trade last year, they retained half, and he had two season, two full seasons left on that deal. It would be the exact same thing. Well, no, I'm saying, yeah, I'm just saying that when McCabe's deal, McCabe's deal was because, I mean, the Hawks weren't looking to spend and be competitive yet. That right. last year where they'd be retaining him, that might be that fine line of, okay, do we need every ounce of our cap space to spend and go out there or whatever? That's what I'm saying. That's uh, I don't think the Hawks are capitalizing on like trying to be competitive year three of Bedard. Year four Bedard? Year four. And then, I mean, if it's year four where Bedard's got his first actual then contract, yeah. then he, then he's off the deal, off the right. completely yeah. anyway. I just like, you know how with like Kane and Taves, you're able to load up on their last year of their rookie contract because like they're already pushing playoffs. I don't think this team's pushing playoffs. They might be cusp, but like real competitiveness is going to happen when Bedard's on his first deal. There. Um, Jared Tenorti. No. No, I don't think so either. Korchinski. Yes. Yes. Uh, Vlasic. Yes. Yes. Uh, Phillips. Yes. Yeah. Louis Crevier. Yes, but in Rockford. Yeah. I think what the big thing the Hawks really need is better veteran presence on the back end. Mm-hmm. Because their veteran presence is Connor Murphy, Seth Jones, Nikita Zaitsev, and Jared Tenorti. So I think they like need like an, a different like like a basically a Nick Felino on the back end, right? Yeah. Like if we would have had Eric Johnson this year, it would have made more sense than last year. Not Eric Johnson, sorry. Um Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. But I don't know. Uh Peter Morazic. No. You don't think so? No. I think but he's played himself off this team. I think so too. If they 100%. if they're able to if they're Getting somebody to make a trade for him at the deadline, like that would be great for him. If for whatever reason, like we play the rest of the season out with him, I would like to get him back at like another year at least. No, yeah, it'd be, yeah, it'd be great. I think having him, I think we talked about this before, having him come back with who either Camesso, um, well, probably Camesso as his backup to mentor and you know help that transition from from my, the ahl to the nhl would be awesome yeah or i honestly don't think Camessa will be like a next year thing do you think they would roll soderblom again and Marazic? yeah yeah just because goalies just take so much longer they take right. so much longer and there's no rush to right like it's this isn't like philadelphia who was trying to still be competitive bringing in carter hart Right. Like like Drew Camesso is 21. Like if he takes him till he's like 23, 24 to actually get more like backup like starting time in the NHL, that's completely fine. 
No, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Soderbaum, then, right? I think so. I don't think like like you said with Kachuk. I don't think Davidson's ready to let, give up on him yet. Yeah, he's only twenty four. He's got another year left. Um, I don't think there's any real reason to make moves for goalies or to make moves for goalies getting off the team. Other other than like if somebody comes looking for a Mrazic with like a good deal. Yeah. Um, I would I would assume that we would have to get like. Can you imagine if we trade Mrazic at the deadline, and then. Our starting tandem is like either Soderblom and Stauber or Soderblom and Camesso, and then it's just a shit show for the rest of the season. That's like the whole Anton Forsberg situation. Like yeah. Crawford went down, and we had nobody there to help him. And, Anton Forsberg and, and, and JF Barube. Yeah, <laughs> God. Yeah, that's Zero, the only no, thing that, we, that can't that happen be, again. We could be in in danger of having the latter half of the season be like eight goals against per game. All the time, <laughs> you got to bring in like a Marty Turco situation. Well, just have Nikolai Hababulin sign a deal with us instead. <laughs> oh God, that's <laughs> fifty-one amazing. years old playing in the K. Oh my God. All right, so then now we're gonna go to the injury reserve guys. Uh, Seth Jones, unfortunately, obviously he's gonna be on the team. Uh, Taylor Hall, yeah, he's got he's got one more year left. Yeah, Ty- Tyler Johnson, no. I don't think so either. Um, Andreas Athanasiou. Yes. He's got another year left. Joey Anderson. Yes. I hope so. I really I think, do. I think he's going to, he's going to, he's still an RFA too. So him getting another deal closer to like 1.5 probably because I don't know, especially if it's only like a year or so, I would love to see him playing again. Uh, treat Taylor him like, treat oh, him yeah, like Kershev. Treat him right. like Kershev. Right, Keep right, giving right. him a couple of these short-term deals and then be like, all right, here's a two-year deal. Prove it. Then we'll, we'll talk kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is Taylor Radish. Yes. Okay. Uh, Taylor Radish has been very disappointing this season, I think. Yeah. I think he's not healthy, obviously, though. Yeah. Obviously, he's not healthy now because he's on the IR, but I think something's up with him. And hopefully it's just not a mental thing with the, the he was just in Canada, was, you know, given the given the time, right? Like there's yeah. all the ice time in the world to have there, but you didn't really capitalize on it. Uh let me was wondering. I guess I don't really have to go into like any of the minor league guys. Cause I think they're all young enough that they'll probably just end up being if they're if they're on their last year, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, if anything, this time next year, I think we'll see um, Del Mastro play a couple games up. Um, mm-hmm. I think Nolan Allen gets a couple games. We'll be playing oh, games up now. This is what I actually wanted to do, too. Not not just the guys that are in the AHL, but the guys that are in college. So, Frank Nazar, do you think he plays yes. at the end of this year? At the end of this year? At, at end of this year, no. Uh like the end of this season, if he signs the Hawks. Yeah, at the end of at the end of the Michigan's uh, Michigan yeah. season's over. Yeah, yes, he's killing it right now at World Juniors. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, um, it'd be great, honestly, if he stays there. Though, like, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world. No, because I think him, whenever he's ready, 
he'll probably be able to just do the transition from Michigan straight to the Hawks. Yeah. And not spend time in Rockford. Right. Because, I mean, if I had the choice, if I was him, I'd rather go to Michigan than Rockford. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, 100%. I, I don't think – I was going to I mean, Oliver Moore. I don't think – I think he's, he's – no. Yeah, he's staying in Minnesota. It'll be um, – and if he does play next year with the Hawks, it'll be either end of the season or it's going to be like a Logan Cooley situation where it's like last second, like change of the yeah. mind, sign a contract type of thing. Yeah. Um, another guy I'm looking at, like Ryan Green, who's I'm, he plays for Boston. I think I don't know enough about him to give an answer. <laughs> probably not. Well, th- there's one that I'm I'm interested in. It's like uh, Landon Slaggart, who's kind of like in I think his Notre last Dame, year right? at Notre Dame. Yeah, he was on the the um, World Junior team for US last, not like last year, obviously, because he's like 21, but. Um, when he was eligible, he was on the team for two years. In 21-22, he put up six points in five games. Um, I think he's – I don't know. He might still be leading Notre Dame. He's the captain there. From what I've, like, read online on, like, elite prospects is that he's not afraid to th- afraid to throw his body around. He's six foot – I think he's Rockford bound. I think he's going to be Rockford bound, but I wouldn't mind seeing him where, like, Entwistle is. Right. Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. Yeah. On that, like, give him a shot there. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that's like kind of interesting. I mean, yeah, Colton Doc. We were talking about like I think maybe he's on the NHL roster next year. Who is in concussion protocol right now because he got sucker punched? Did he really? Yeah. Oh man, that sucks. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of young guys that I, I don't think are going to make the jump quite yet. Like, so Oliver Moore, Nick Lardis, Martin Misiak. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Sam Renzel. I don't think he's because he's no. playing. Uh, yeah. Adam, Adam Guyon is killing it at World Juniors right now. I mean, U.S. smoked Slovakia, but he was sick that game, so he didn't play. He didn't dress. But every other game, he's been a huge reason that they're they're winning those games yeah the only thing i can see with him it's like is he's killing it world juniors he's killing it and in, uh, in the ushl for green bay it's yeah. like do you sign him to put him in rockford because it's like is he really gonna get any better right now well, that's what I, I'm, I'm curious as to if he's gonna go college because it's so interesting that he's it like got drafted and then came and went to the ushl well, he got drafted out of the USHL. I thought he got drafted out of Slovakia. No, I and came sure to the USHL this year. year. Oh, he was on the on the Gamblers last year. Okay. Oh, okay. That's why he had his fucking green pads. <laughs> oh, he's so he's committed to Minnesota Duluth for next year. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, that's good. There, that's good. To that know answers that. that then. Where did you find that at? Was that on on Elite Prospects? Got it. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Awesome. Um, uh, yeah, other than that, I think there's no other like big names. I'm really gonna look at it. I think Frank Nazar is like the only one that possibly makes the jump this year. Yeah, I think maybe oh and I mean, Landon and Landon Slagger. Actually, that one too. Yeah. At the end of the year, I think he signs with the Hawks, which I think would be good. Especially if if he's a guy that plays the body. And brings that energy. 
that's immediate. Like, all right, see you later, and whistle. And 100, yeah. And I don't know. I don't want Reese Johnson to not be on the team, but it's the same type of player, right? You can only have so many of them. You can only have so many. That's right. Colin Black. Well, oh, I mean, Colin Blackwell is probably not going to be here anyway, too. So right. So that's going to open up more. All right. Um, It'll be very interesting to see what this team looks like next year at this time, whether or not we're going to be in the same place or if we're going to be somewhat better. <laughs> we're not going to be about No, we'll be better. I'm right. convinced we'll be, we'll be taking that step. I think Pedard's we'll going to be over a point per game. Yeah. I think we'll be in that spot where we're not going to be a, a legit playoff contender, but we're going to be scaring like, you know, the bottom part of the central division who is fighting for a playoff spot. And yeah. I think we'll be like making them be like, Oh shit, here's here. Are the Hawks got to worry about them a little bit. Yeah. And then the following seasons when it's like, okay, this team might be able to start doing it. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice if we're more like in the pack rather than like bottom feeding. So, um, no, no rush though. No rush. And our goal differential is minus 50. Jesus. Yeah. It's not as bad as San Jose, minus 78. That's ridiculous. So bad. They're so bad. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're at almost about an hour here. Um, you got anything else? Not for the Hawks, no. Oh, uh, right. the Bedard career sim. That's what it was. Uh, oh, yeah. How accurate do you think this is going to be? So EA um, put out uh, career simulations for, like, the top rookies. Um, and out of all of them, they have Bedard playing 1,701 games, 844 goals, 1,107 assists for 1,951 points. Five Richard trophies, six Art Rosses, five Hart trophies, five Ted Lindsay's, three Con Smice, and three Stanley Cups. Not enough Stanley Cups. Not enough Stanley Cups. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, I, if that's what happens, oh, geez, man, let's fucking go. The next 20 years are going to be insane. <laughs> now, is that all with Chicago? Why wouldn't it be? I'm just checking. Hey, you know EA, how they do their stupid, once you get down like year 10 of the franchise mode and there's ridiculous trades out there. You never know. Oh, there's no way he gets traded. If anything, it, it's the EA model of um, they sign all of, like their terrible players to much, for like too much money and then they have no cap space and let their big stars walk. Yeah. Oh, shit. So. If, yeah, it's, if, I mean, if his career comes out, Honestly, it could it could even be better. <laughs> if it's a quarter of that, man, I'd be happy. Yeah, a quarter um, of that would, right. would be what uh, a third, two thirds of a Stanley Cup. Why would you say that? <laughs> um. All right, real quick NHL talk. Winter Classic, Kraken one three nothing, first shutout in Winter Classic history. Yeah, buddy. Couldn't have happened against a better team. That's right. They deserve it. Uh, the jerseys are pretty nice. Seattle's are, are so good looking. Top three Seattle. I mean, I I like the setup of Vegas's a lot more than I initially did. I still wish they would have done the cool with the logo instead of mm -hmm. just the V. But I mean, it was both teams great setups. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Hockey's fun. Hockey's fun. I mean, I got nothing else. Yeah, I don't really know if there's anything really. Oh, uh, Zegris also doing the Michigan the same night as Bedard was hilarious <laughs> and insane. And his was just so crazy impressive with how nonchalant he just picked it up with the toe of his stick. It's crazy. It's all right. Hey, he's all show, man. That's all he is. I mean, he's been it's hurt one for move. a while. And so, yeah, he's done it three times. <laughs> I know. I don't like, I'm, I don't mind Zegers, but I just, I don't think he's worth, he's up to the hype that everybody gives him. Like he, to me, is a personality. Like he reminds me of that always hockey kid. Like, yeah. You can do all the cool trick shot stuff, but it's like when it comes down to like actual hockey play, like what can he actually do? Like <laughs> you're just so you're just an old man. No, it's not it even that. Times. Like, he's good. It's not even that. I just I don't think he's as good as like people say he is. I think he just looks a lot better because he's on a really bad Anaheim team. I think that he's a good offensive player. That's what I'll say. Like he if he gets alongside of like a a solid two forwards who are more defensively responsible, because obviously he's not a big kid. He's Fair. he's not bad. He's got good hands. So all right. Episode two fifty seven. Oh shit. <laughs> Come on, this is should it, be easy. Is it, isn't it the year of Noli? Year of Noli. Yeah. Do we call it the year Noli, even though yeah, he couldn't the, return a tax to come on today? Yeah, year Noli has begun. <laughs> all right, episode 257. Make sure to follow us on all your po- favorite podcast feeds, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Um, YouTube, uh, social media at WCB Podcast, uh, DraftKings promo code THPN. We're going to be doing some live streams coming up here in the new year. Um do some watch-alongs, so keep an eye out for those. And I think 2024 is going to be an awesome year for us, I think. Yeah, why not? 2023, 2023 was an amazing year. We our, The show grew so much. We Hopefully uh, I'm we coming back to Chicago. <laughs> Let's go. I, hopefully that's this year. That'd be great. Let's go. So maybe some in-person episodes. That'd be great, man. <laughs> so I'm not moving so, back to the city. I'll be in the suburbs, if anything. Let's so. go. Hey, I'm looking for a house. I'm looking for houses with uh, two houses for sale, either next to each other or across the street from each other. So yeah, keep right. an eye out. A cold stack would be nice too. <laughs> Play some roller hockey. Let's go. <laughs> All right. We'll we'll see you guys on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.